0: If you ever wondered how you could serve God? Today on the Focus on the Family Christmas Stories podcast, we're going to have a special drama called Shoemaker Martin that's going to help you answer that question. I'm John Fuller, and I'm joined today by Paul Batura. He's our vice president of communications here, and Diane Angolia, who manages our guest relations department.
1: John and Diane, this drama is based on a story that's written by Leo Tolstoy. It's entitled, Where Love Is, There God Is Also. It's been given several titles, And the one we've chosen, as John just referenced, is Shoemaker Martin.
2: You know, there's some amazing lessons in this drama about finding God in the seemingly ordinary moments of life. I know you're going to be inspired after listening to it.
0: And I hope you will take the time to just slow down and hear what God might have to say to you through this first part of Shoemaker Martin.
3: You make a martin Are you still open A moment please I'm just putting the cabbage to simmer uh, If you're
4: closed I can call back after Christmas I was just passing Wondered if my mother's shoes were ready
3: Closed, open, it's all the same to me <laughs> I live in the back room I work in the front Between is only a curtain uh, Your mother's shoes are ready uh, ah, Here they are That'll be five kopecks, please. Five kopecks? Oh, is is that too much? Oh, I know. I was wondering how you can charge so little. Five kopecks is all I need to buy my cabbage and bread.
4: But your workmanship is so fine. After all, the labourer is worthy of his hire.
3: The labourer is worthy of his hire. Ooh, that's good. I hadn't heard that one before.
4: Oh, you must have done. It's from the good book.
3: Don't you read the good book? You're just like your mother, Groucher, always trying to make me read the good book. But I'm not much of a reader, I'm afraid. Still, I try to do a decent job at a fair price. It's a wonderful job.
4: And the leather you've used.
3: Oh, you won't see leather like this again. I bought it many years ago. A parcel of fine quality leather for soles and heels. And I'm nearly at the end of it now. Still, it will see me out. Oh, you mustn't speak like that. Well, why not, Grusha? We must face facts. I'm an old man. Yes, very old. And now that my dear wife is gone, may she rest in peace. And our little Pavel, too. Long gone. What have I to live for?
4: There's so much to live for. We don't just live for ourselves and our families. We live for each other. And we live to serve God.
3: Serve God? (laughs) What are you saying? I should become a monk (laughs) at my time of life?
4: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, don't do that. Where would we get our shoes mended then? Ah! (laughs) But we can all of us serve God in the way we live our lives.
3: Uh, Well, who can say? Perhaps that is true.
4: You know it's true. You used to come to church, didn't you? Years ago?
3: Ah, years ago. I went with my wife and my son. Yes, the world was very different years ago.
4: But some things never change. Anyway, I mustn't keep you any longer from
3: your supper. Oh, sure, my cabbage. <laughs> <laughs> I'd forgotten all about it. <laughs> I must be getting old. <laughs> Goodbye, Grusha.
4: Goodbye. And Merry
3: Christmas. (laughs) Ah, Merry Christmas. Here we go. Let's hope so. Ah, saved. Ah, Still enough water left in the saucepan. Anyhow, I I like my cabbage well cooked. Mmm, yeah. Uh, A little piece of rye bread. Just so. (laughs) And supper is ready. (laughs) Mm. I was hungry. Mm. This is good. And then I'll close my eyes for a little moment afterwards. That's what I need. For a wink, and I, oh, oh, I'll be us right <sighs> as rain. <sighs> I hardly know if I'm asleep or awake Asleep? Awake?
5: Between is only a curtain If you're asleep, Martin, then perhaps you're dreaming Yes, dreaming Surely I must be dreaming And somehow in your dream You're wondering about what Grusha said That we can all serve God in the way we live our lives Martin, do you want to know how to serve God?
3: Uh, I, well, yes, I think I do want to know that.
5: Then I will come and show you.
3: You? But how? Look for me tomorrow. Tomorrow? But what must I do? How will I know you? Look for me tomorrow. (laughs) What <laughs> Oh goodness me, Have I been asleep since supper time? Oh yes, I surely have if my bones are telling me true. Now there's something important about today. What is it? It's Christmas Eve, but nothing is happening. Oh, yes, someone is coming to visit me. Look for me tomorrow, he said. (laughs) But it was only a dream. And yet it didn't seem like a dream. A vision? (laughs) Cha! what's the matter with me? An old shoemaker asleep in his chair. Who might have a vision? It's bitter today. <laughs> oh, there's a milk cart going off up the high street. I should buy some milk. Just in case. Hey, milkman. Hello? <laughs> milkman?
6: <laughs> Wait are you, please. Someone calling. Customer. Milkman. Stop the cart, will you? Whoa, Tash, as we go. Funny old geezer, with spectacles, wearing an apron. Oh, yes. I'll be right with you, sir. Thank you. That's old Shoemaker Martin. He's got that tiny little cobbler's shop on the corner. I didn't know he was still alive. He never orders milk. Well, I'll take the churn in case you want some today. Mm. Mm. Thank you for coming back. Mm. I
3: just want a junk please. <sighs> If it's not too small an order.
6: No order too big or too small for Mikhailovich and son. Just this little picture, sir. There we go. Are we treating ourselves today, sir?
3: Oh, it's not for me. I'm expecting a visitor. At least, I think I am. I just have a feeling someone is coming.
6: in. Well, it's that time of year, sir, isn't it? When we remember the little father. Who? The little father who was born for us. Tomorrow's
3: Christmas Day. Oh, yes, so it is. Well, now, what do I owe you?
6: Well, sir, seeing as how this is such a tiny little picture and this being the first time we've had the privilege of serving you and you not being quite sure about the visitor and all, uh, perhaps you'll kindly accept this, well, on the house, as it were? Oh,
3: but no, I couldn't possibly. After all... The laborer is worthy of his hire. Isn't that the scene?
6: Well, this being in the nature of an introductory offer, sir, and on the understanding that Mikhailovich and son might have the opportunity of serving you again some other time at our usual terms, uh, and also in honor of the day, sir. Won't you give us that privilege?
3: Well, if you put it that way, Mr. Mikhailovich, then I will indeed. And thank you kindly.
6: No, sir. Thank you, sir. And a Merry Christmas! Go, Tess! Go, go.
3: Ah, Merry Christmas. Yes. Well, I better get in before I freeze to death. What was I thinking of? Running out without my coat on a day like this? <laughs> ah, there's old Stefanovic shoveling away the snow. His books are soaked through. His feet must be blocks of ice. <laughs> there was I dreaming that someone special might be coming to visit me today. And here comes old Stavanovich with his squinty eyes shoveling the snow. Ah, uh, That brings you back down to earth, doesn't it? Oh, oh it's almost colder inside than it was outdoors stove has gone out again. I'll have to light it for some tea. If I can only, if I can only get my fingers to hold a match. And a little more kindling wood. That's it, we shall have a fire in no time. Me? Yes, it's Shoemaker Martin. Could you spare me a moment? Do you want me, sir? Have I left too much snow outside your shop? Not at all. I-, I just made some tea, and you've been shoveling the street since early morning. Would you care to come in for a glass of tea?
7: Bless you, sir, I- I'd love some tea. <laughs> this wind is perishing. But I won't come in. My boots are drenched. Perhaps I could drink it out here. I'll leave the glass on the windowsill when I'm done.
3: No, come in. A bit of snow won't hurt my whole floor. Come into the shop and warm yourself by the stove. Well, sir, I'll
7: be very glad to get indoors for a moment, I can tell you. Gets into your bones after a while.
3: Come over here, by the warm. Come on, that's it. (laughs) How'd you take your tea? Do you like milk? I have a little milk today.
7: Enough uh, for me, sir, thank you. With just a lump of sugar, if you have one. But, but I'm just as happy without. Oh, a lovely brown sugar lump. That's champion. Thank you.
3: <laughs> You're an old army man, aren't you?
7: Yes, sir. Why do you ask?
3: My uncle was in the army, too, and he liked to drink his tea that way. The army way, he called that. He put a sugar lump in his mouth and then... Shut the tea through it. Best way to
7: drink tea, sir. As a matter of fact, it's the old peasant way, not just the army way. Mmm, lovely. <laughs> and then when you finish, thank you again, sir, you turn the glass upside down like this, just to show you've had sufficient. And for politeness, you put the sugar lump on top of the
3: glass. <laughs> but when my uncle did that, it meant he wanted some more. Eh? More tea for you, just so you can finish up the sugar. Oh, no, sir. I couldn't impose
7: on you any longer. Too
3: late. I'm pouring it out. (laughs) And you wouldn't want to waste good tea, would you?
7: An army man would never do a thing like that, sir. Thank you. Then I'll be off. I can see you're expecting someone from the way you're looking
3: out into the street. (laughs) Waiting for a customer? Stay and finish your tea. I'm not expecting anyone, really. And yet... It's the strangest thing. That dream, I suppose. For some reason, I am expecting someone. Ridiculous, isn't it? What's the matter with me?
7: Dreams. Oh, yes. I'm a great believer in dreams. Well. Bless you again, sir. It was such a relief to get the chill out of me bones. (laughs) Thanks for the tea and the chat. Now, it's back to work, eh? Oh, and mustn't forget my shovel now, must I? Goodbye, sir.
3: Hmm? Oh, yes. Goodbye, Stavanovich. Yes, back to work. Perhaps I'll get this nonsense out of my mind once and for all. Moonshine and foolery. What did I imagine, he said? Look for me tomorrow. Pshe whatever it might have been, a dream, or an angel, or well, who can say? As if anyone is bothered about old Shoemaker Martin in his cobbler's shop in Prospect Lane. The very idea, Che. it's time to wake up. Yeah. But why can't I stop myself looking out of the window?
0: We'll hear more of Shoemaker Martin in just a moment. Um, as your family is preparing for Christmas this year, let me make a reminder for you. FocusOnTheFamily dot com slash Christmas Stories is the place to visit to find resources like our Adventures and Odyssey Advent Activity Calendar, which has all sorts of great things to do with the kids this season. Again, that's at focusonthefamily.com slash stories. All right, more now as we hear how Shoemaker Martin learned to serve God. What's that? A baby?
3: In Prospect Lane? Huh? Oh, look. The mother is hardly more than a girl herself, trying to keep her child warm. What is she wearing on her feet? Shh. How anyone can go out in the snow wearing flimsy shoes like that. These young people only think about looks and fashion and... Oh, unless those are the only shoes she has. No coat, not even a shawl. Uh, Miss, excuse me, miss.
8: We're disturbing you.
3: Forgive me, I'll move on. No need to do that, miss. I can see you're trying to shelter from the wind. Perhaps you'd care to step inside for a moment so you can attend to your baby.
8: Are you sure you don't mind?
3: It's not very comfortable, but at least it's warm. Come in. Thank you. Now come over by the stove. Yes. Uh, I'll get my stool for you.
8: Oh, thank you. It's good to get out of the wind. Oh. What's oh.
3: what, what <laughs> <Miss>? sinner
8: <sighs> oh. Sorry I'm all right now. Oh. I think I was just feeling the warmth. made me all dizzy for a moment uh-huh. oh. It's nice to sit down
3: yeah. Yeah, such a sweet little one. Is it a girl?
8: A boy Simon named after his father. He's a soldier away at the war
3: ah yes so many young men are away at the war would you like some tea or some milk
8: milk perhaps that would help I've been trying to feed little Simon but I have no milk to give him
3: well if we feed you then you'll be able to feed him eh oh there's some cabbage soup left and a little bread
8: oh thank you thank you I I was at my wits end I can tell you
3: here let me take the boy while you eat, eh? Mm. Oh, I had a little boy myself years ago. I knows how to manage them. There now, eh? Come on. Won't you come to Uncle Martin? So your mama can eat her soup, eh? <laughs> ah, yes. Has your husband been away for long? Eight months.
8: I was a maid in a big house. When the baby came, they wouldn't let me stay. For the last few weeks, I've been trying to find another job. Uh-huh. A friend from my old village is in service here, and I can stay with her for a few days. Oh. But I can't go until tonight, when the master and mistress are away. Yeah,
3: but you can't go out at night, you know, without a coat.
8: Oh, I had a coat. But yesterday, when we were so hungry, I pawned it for five kopecks to buy bread. Five
3: kopecks? Five kopecks? What a strange thing. I just happen to have a spare five kopecks here. Please take it, my child, and buy back your coat if you can.
8: You're so kind. You've given me food and milk.
3: Ah, but the milk was given to me, free. It was a gift.
8: A Christmas gift. And you gave it to me.
3: So you can feed your baby. Now, may I give him a gift of his very own? you better take him back. Simon, to your mother? I had a little boy once, long years ago. Why, I can't tell you, but all these years, I've kept his baby shoes here, in a window. They're made from the finest leather, so they would still be good to wear, even if the colour has faded now. Shoes.
8: Simon has never had shoes. Oh, they're beautiful.
3: Oh, thank you. <laughs> the best work I ever did. See the double stitching? Elegant. That's the Petersburg stitch. I can still do it too. But not as well as I used to. There aren't many shoemakers around these days who still know the Petersburg stitch.
8: Can I tell you something? Mm-hmm. You're going to think I'm crazy, but I have to tell you anyway. I think it was an angel or even our dear Lord himself who led me to your window surely it must have been the wind was growing fiercer and colder and I don't know why but I started to pray I haven't prayed for a long time and you looked out of your window and saw us trying to take shelter and you asked us to come in can a prayer be answered as quickly as that do you think?
3: Mm, who can say? But I don't think you're crazy. Maybe yesterday I might have thought so. But I had a kind of dream last night, and because of it I've been looking out of the window ever since. Maybe I would have looked out anyway, hearing your little boy cry. But perhaps your prayer was heard somehow.
8: I'm sure of it. Well... We must go. Mm -hmm. Thank you, dear sir. You've given us so much.
3: Oh. Oh, to be kissed by a sweet young lady and have a chance to look after a little baby again. That is a very precious gift for me at Christmas time. Goodbye, then. Time to close up the store. <laughs> well, a very pleasant Christmas Eve, <laughs> even if my silly dream didn't come true. I'm glad the little boy has Pavel's shoes, hmm. and I hope the girl can buy back her coat. <laughs> a glass of tea, I think. <laughs> eh? Yeah. Yes. Uh, oh. This is good. And a rest for a while. Hmm. <laughs> this is even better. Perhaps I'll just close my eyes for a little moment. Hmm. That's what I need. Uh 40 weeks. <laughs> and I'll be as right. as rain. Right.
5: Martin. Martin.
3: Mm. I know you, don't I?
5: Yes, Shoemaker Martin. And I know you.
3: Am I asleep?
5: If you're dreaming, then what else could you be?
3: dreaming i must be dreaming so what happened then look for me tomorrow you said but you never came
5: didn't i martin don't you know me now
3: i feel
5: as if i do somehow i was hungry and you gave me food i was thirsty and you gave me drink I was a stranger, and you took me in.
3: You? But I kept looking for you,
5: and looking for you. I came to you, Martin, and you welcomed me. Get on? With a glass of tea, some cabbage and bread, a little pair of shoes. What you have done for the least of my little ones you have done for me.
0: reminder of how serving those in need is something God considers a service to him, and it's especially good to remember that during this time of year. I love that drama, and uh, hats off to the audio drama team here at Focus on the Family. They do radio theater, of course, Adventures and Odyssey, and they produced a wonderful rendition of Shoemaker Martin. Um, you know, we were talking about serving others and God considering that service to him, Paul, Diane, do you have moments where you can think, oh yeah, maybe I was serving God.
2: You know, I had a time when I was in junior high to be a candy striper, which was kind of a big deal in those days, to work at a rest home. And that was my first experience of serving those who really could not serve themselves. So
0: describe for those who may not know what that Uh, means. What
2: that is, you put on a little candy striper outfit and you go and just feed the older people. And there was one particular man that was completely blind and he kept calling me Margaret. And um, (laughs) and. It was just the sweetest thing to be able to feed him almost like a child and to be that arms and those eyes for him to know that, oh, my gosh, I'm serving him. And he is one of the least of these. Mm. And where in the world is Margaret? (laughs)
1: That's good. My sister was a candy striper, and I loved Uh, it because she used to bring home all the candy that people would give her for thanking her for doing (laughs) the thing. But I'm reminded of um, a paper route I had when I was in high school. And on our street, I didn't love delivering papers in the wintertime because it was cold and it was often bad weather. But it gave me an up-close and personal look at people in those houses that I was delivering the papers to. And um, you could tell on the street, you know, who was celebrating Christmas and who wasn't. Because those who were, of course, their houses would be filled with lights. Mm -hmm. And Mrs. Fox on our street was an elderly woman who walked very slowly with a hunch, never got out. And I noticed, you know, week as the weeks came closer to Christmas, that uh, she had nothing in her house celebrating Christmas. Hmm. And on the way home from school, I used to pass a Christmas tree lot, and they had little trees. And so I, am with my dad, I went there and bought a small tree. He made a little stand. Mm. I went to the drugstore on our in our neighborhood, got some lights, and brought it into her house when I delivered the paper the next day. And um, you know, I thought I was blessing her, but she was. Just all tears. Mm. And she had mentioned, you know, she had never had a tree since her husband passed away Mm. years ago because it was just too much work and too much trouble. And um, I did that for a few people in the neighborhood after that experience. And it was fun. It was just a reminder that, you know, you may not be able to see what's going on inside, but there's a lot. And if you take the time to look, you often get a chance to serve.
0: I was thinking about the time a number of years ago that my wife's dream was fulfilled and we took a family missions trip. And it was during Christmas time. We went to Peru. We went to an orphanage in a small village, an old 400 year old village. And we had about 35, 38 orphans that we brought gifts to, we cared for, we fed them, we spent time all that week playing games with them and hanging out with them. And that Christmas Day was really special for us because it was obvious that they didn't get a lot of stuff. And my kids were very, very convicted, in a good way, that, oh, yeah, we do get a lot of stuff, don't we? Mm -hmm. We just take so much for granted. So that was where taking care of the least of these Mm -hmm. and looking out for the orphans, it was pretty clear to us, we're serving the Lord here. Don't you wonder where those kids are now? I do wonder. We tracked with some of them, and we actually supported one. Uh, to go to college for a while, mm-hmm. uh, to Bible school. She wanted to actually go back and work at an orphanage mm. to kind of give back what she had received from the loving, caring people that took care of her. Well, throughout this podcast, we've been talking about our Christmas resources that uh, you can find at com slash Christmas Stories. and. As we start the third week of Advent, it's not too late to look, to see some fun things you can do, to print off some stuff. One of the activities during week three on our Adventures in Odyssey Advent activity calendar is to decorate something called giving boxes. And you can learn more about that fun way to teach your kids about generosity when you hit the website. Also, we do have weekly activities as well as daily ones. The weekly calendar is called the Season of Hope. You'll find both the Odyssey calendar and A Season of Hope at FocusOnTheFamily.com slash Christmas Stories. And next time on this podcast, a drama called The Innkeeper's Dream. You're going to want to listen in. For Paul Batura, Diane Angolia, and the entire team here at Focus on the Family, thanks for listening to the Christmas Stories podcast.